Welcome back to Lady Boys and Blues. It's your girl on a early Sunday morning, sometimes V and Early Too Smart. Yeah, so we're a little tired, but that's okay. Um, we're just trying to get this as a good start to our day and you know, maybe drink some coffee, get those omelets, and you know, be take a day of rest on the day of rest. That's the goal here. Yes. Um how are you doing, Kylie? I feel like um, this week has been really hectic. I feel like not terrible, but um, like my brother's in town and um, like we did tech anime last weekend and then it just feels like the week is just like, running, like going, 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 going between running around, like picking people up from airports and um, like, going to shows, which is like nice. Um, and then just like working, it just felt like a blur. Um, so yeah, I'm like, my week feels good. I feel like it was productive. I'm just tired though. Ugh. And then I got got by some yeah, trolls no, yesterday, right. which was like super just energy draining. And I was like, I got got afterwards. I was like, no, I tried to have a genuine mm-hmm. conversation with some damn clowns. And uh, what was the subject matter? What was that going on with that? Uh, like I should have known, like you were, we had, we had kind of been talking earlier about like titles, right? And like, it was clearly like, this is clearly to get some engagement. Um, it was like cosplayers, like female cosplayers. Why do female cosplayers like to murder babies? And then when I came in, they were talking about like men and women specifically in marriage and how like men have to choose a woman in order for her to be like a value. I know like, men and women like, aren't equal. It was terrible. And then also like, I should have known like one of the main people like they're out in texas san antonio specifically and i spent like eight years out there and so like part of me was just like oh like this is trolling but another part of me was like no this is like serious rhetoric in a place where a serious bill was just passed that has real world ramifications and so i was just like nah i'm like actually legitimately like upset and invested in this conversation so it was a lot of things Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like that whenever there's a title that leads to like some sort of forum, it's it's clickbaity, and there's there's no solutions that are gonna happen in that conversation. There's gonna yeah. be zero. There's gonna be zero influence to influence that person's already like marinated opinion on how they feel about certain things, and so like it's. It's like one of those things like, okay, do you know the difference of like, okay, do I need to be involved in this? Is someone, is this an open-minded forum or is this just like for them to vent about their repressed sexuality? And now that, now that the times are shifting, um, that, you know, traditional heterosexual thinking is not going to be traditional heterosexual thinking anymore because it's toxic. So, oh, it's um, just, but yeah, no, I'm yeah i learned to know the difference between what spaces are allowing you know improvement um and input and spaces that are not going to do that so like yeah i've i have a gauge for it because i fell in some traps too where someone will talk about their times in fresno and talk about the times like well you know all this racist shit that that you consider racist now like my grandpa was doing it. i'm like yeah your grandpa was doing it and it's still wrong even and though it was wrong. socially acceptable at the times it's not morally 
good or it's not morally right and it's traumatic yeah <laughs> you know it was it was very triggering um and, and especially like oh it's just like why is it gotta be like black and brown men literally just bashing black and brown women like saying like we're like the least desirable to, for marriage and this that and the other oh it was just so it was so bad we were talking about like welfare and like how we should like eliminate it so that people will learn self-advocacy and like be responsible for their decisions it was it was trash it was utter trash and like when i had to have like i tried to have an actual conversation with these people and it just wasn't even worth it and then later no, no, on, no, that, that was a- on to be like oh and that social worker chick blah blah blah, blah. And i was like wow like, that is just yeah I no know. i don't go into those spaces for changes are also kind of like the same folks who are like you know vaccines gonna kill us all even though there's stats that are ongoing on Google saying that no COVID will kill you if you don't find a way to protect yourself with a mask, with a social distancing, with a scientifically proven shot, double shot, maybe booster shot. Triple shot. <laughs> so triple yes, shot. I'm, I'm gonna I'm like I'm really glad that I get to have this time with you this morning because I feel like A, you understand where I'm coming from. And it's like, I'm just like, you know, I don't spend that much time on the internet. So a lot of these experiences are like so new to me. <laughs> They're so new to me. Like, what? I really wasn't. Yeah. Ready. I, especially with the climate, with like what's going on in Texas with reproductive rights. Like, uh, I definitely see that as more fuel to, um, to where men and just want to feel more control when that's not good that's not the case um and it sucks that that uh, i just i don't understand this thought process of protect the baby but fuck the baby as in like the baby can fuck off after it's born you know like like i don't know why there's this cultural delusion of babies are holy and sacred and need a lot of attention and they're cute. And yet once that that same baby that is worshiped in the womb and outside the womb becomes an adult. Yeah. Fuck that kid's rights or fuck that adult's rights. They don't, they don't need any more help. They don't need any more protection. Once it's like, do I not get to have agency over my body now that I'm a full grown adult? Like what? (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to get from that. I just get really upset when I think about that. There were adults in my life who valued children that valued kids and they would use kids as like, well, think about the kids. And it's like, no, think about the kids but yet think about the foundation we're trying to build for them and this is not it like also like where's the protection or where's the uh i would say where's the side of this where we have protection for women who are who are you know carrying this child for nine months you know like what if they are in a domestic violence situation why are we like not thinking about that she could have been raped you know, and even if the rape story is real or not, like the fact that she's saying that it's rape, there is the duality of like protect her because she's in a compromised situation. Or maybe like if she's like faking a story, she's probably not the best fit person to be a parent at the time. 
So I'm not saying that's all cases, but I'm just saying that as an example of like, you know, we want to make sure that if our kids are gonna be brought up in the right household with the right resource, with this resources, with the foundations, why aren't we evaluating how we can better support the person who's carrying the child, you know? Um, and also, you know, like the whole thing with like having abortions is to make it preventative, right? So like, mm -hmm. yeah, if there's rape or maybe like the person's anatomy, it's dangerous for them to have a child. Like I know women who've had maybe three to four children where every time she's birthed, had, has given birth, like, something has happened where it's either she has lost too much blood or something is happening to the baby where the baby's compromised in the womb or like, you know, maybe the baby um, just has like some, like, you know, unfortunate abnormalities that happen. And maybe she's like, maybe I just don't want kids anymore. Like, and I'm trying my best to do all the right things to be protective about like, you know, having protected sex so it doesn't happen. Or maybe I want to get my tubes tied. Maybe the guy that won't leave me alone and stop fucking me <laughs> could get a vexectomy even though he's like not believing in it. So it's just all these like weird implications. It's like, I like the thing, not like the thing. Um, I don't know. I'm ranting and I'm pissed about it because I'm like, if people aren't ready to be parents because of they don't want kids or if it's a health reason or they're just for whatever fucking reason, people should have agencies over their body, have their own agency yeah. over their body, like point blank, like whatever. Who gives a shit about the guy being greedy about it? Like saying like, but I really want to just have a kid. It's not up to you. It's a combined effort. I was like, go find someone it's that's willing to have a child with you then. Like, hello. Yeah. There's surrogacy programs. You can go hire somebody to have a child if you really want a child that bad. You can go adopt. There's plenty of children that don't have parents right now. So if you really believe in children and you care about children, actually maybe like you should put your heart in somebody who really needs that support. Like yeah. It's so fucking stupid how men just think it's okay to have this weird role over a woman's body. It makes zero sense. And then also all the things that like don't make sense with that, right? Like there was a woman on TikTok, she was like doing her makeup and she's like, okay, so let's talk about this. So you guys don't want abortions and you guys value the fetus. If a fetus is a person, um, if a fetus is a, is a person, I should be able to file a uh, life insurance on it. And the amount of times I may have had an abortion, I should be able to take that money out. If I was a person or if a fetus is a person, maybe I should be able to get welfare benefits earlier than before the child is born if you know it, and she was just like listing it all down and i'm Listen, just like i think yes. my favorite is the meme where the woman gets over for driving in the carpool lane and she's like but i'm six weeks pregnant and i was just like oh my god <laughs> uh, yes I, so it's that, was my, just, that was my week um i'm gonna be going to blues in the park later so that'll be like a nice, oh, nice. Me up and see yeah here's some live music and a nice like open space where people can like spread out and social distance and whatnot and so i'm re i'm really looking forward to that um yeah as like a highlight to wrap my week up but how was your week oh my goodness um sorry i was thinking about all the like women's rights and I'm sorry <laughs> now that i like, dropped that bomb on you oh 
it's okay. I just get upset because I remember someone in my own house who I, uh, this is such a fucked up story, but I remember somebody in the old, in the place that I was like renting came over to my house and talked about how he was just this self-righteous man that I would take care of the kid if I accidentally impregnated her. And I said, well, what if she just wants to work because she is not ready, that she doesn't want to take on this responsibility, that she is going to be going through the physical implications of carrying this child. He goes, no, 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 we don't do that. I will be there for her. And I'm like, what? If you're going to be there for her, then respect what she needs or wants. Like, if you blow all your fucking, like, cum snot in her, and then she's like, whoa, 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 this was not the plan. This was not the plan. And then she comes out, like, being like, shit, I'm developing a kid, and I and it's still a bunch of cells right now. We can, we can do this cheaply. We can do this, like, safely. And then he's like, but I'm there for you. No, I don't want the kid, but I'm there for you. But that's not really being there. Like... Sorry, I just, I remember I, like, I was arguing with this guy, and then, like, I told him, like, okay, well, we're going to disagree on this. He goes, no, we're not. We're going to keep talking about it. I'm like, no, we're going to disagree about this, because falling into traps, right? Yeah. I knew this guy was not going to be swayed by the conversation that we we're going to have, and I was just like, you don't want to change your opinion. You have these values about, you know, fulfilling the term pregnancy saying that you're going to be there for the woman and you're going to be all self-righteous even though you're not respecting what she wants because again being a parent it should be a collaborative thing and yet we're going to disagree and he kept going and then i'm like no dude you need to leave and that was also a a weird situation because i've asked them to leave so many times that i'm like okay you're not respecting me i asked you to leave i asked you to stop now you need to see your way to the door and he still wouldn't leave so it's just this weird entitlement that men with that mentality have this bias that if a woman it doesn't feel good or doesn't feel safe that they have to keep wedging their way into like no but i'm right but i'm right and i'm gonna stay here and we're gonna sit in it and i'm gonna violate your space because i'm right because i'm the man and it's just like no like not only that you're disagreeing with me about like, you know, how a woman should feel about bearing a child, but also you won't leave my house now. Like I'm going to call, you know, God forbid it, but I will call the Ghostbusters. Because <laughs> I've asked you. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Anywho, my week, my week's been going good. Um, I need to slow down. As in, um, couple of things. I saw Candyman. I definitely saw Candyman. Oh, God. And it was beautiful to see Yaya as Candyman. Okay, I'll stop. I won't do that. <laughs> I am not doing that, but I will tease. Um, yeah, so I saw that movie. Um, I'm not allowed to say it again because I would be my fourth time. And there's a mirror behind me. So like, we, we don't need to have any creepy crawlies in the back. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I what I really appreciated that the cast was great. Um, so Yaya from like Black Mirror uh, was in it, and then you have oh I can't remember their name. 
Um, I do remember one name is Coleman Domingo. He was in the um, the Zola movie, uh, and he was just he was just so good. Like he was really really good in the in the um, what's the word I'm looking for? He was really good in the Zola movie, and to see him again in Candy Mang. <laughs> And Candy Mang, it was it was awesome, um, but yeah, like Yaya Abdul Mateen, you got Tiana Paris from uh, WandaVision. She she was the one who was um, she was the uh, you're you're muted by the way. Okay, we're back. Yeah, so you had Tiana Paris in there, and then um, it was just it was just cool. Like I, there was a lot of like coming actress actors and actresses and then of course like you know we had Tony Todd who's been in many movies and is just very like you know timeless face you recognize him from all these other movies in the past so it was just really cool to see that lineup but yeah it was a good movie um there was a lot of um without spoiling it there's some correlation with what like, real life versus the implications of the of the deaths of every every resurrected um, sweet man. <laughs> sweet man. That's, that's interesting. Interesting. I was gonna say, how did you feel they did? Because I I feel a way about remakes, especially when it's like something is so classic. So I was excited about this just because the culture, right? But then I was also kind of worried because Candyman is such a classic and the original was so good. Feelings? How did so I feel? The original, I actually, I don't have any bias from the original. Um, I didn't see that one, actually. Now you gotta see the original. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, I think what I appreciated about this movie is um, it was, Nia DaCosta, who, who was the main director, um, and the producer was Jordan Peele, so it still had that like monkey paw aesthetic to it. Um, there was a lot of gore, there was a lot of cringing, um, so for it to be a horror film, I got all the feelings for a horror film. Um, remakes though, um, I mean, I don't hate it. I think I just, I think I might've needed to see the original Candyman in its actual form when I was a kid to understand the fear behind the movie. Because in this one, I mean, I, I, I saw the movie and, got, and went home to an empty house. So I was still freaked out. So that has implications of like the feelings that I'm emoting since watching that movie. Um, so there was that. And then also the, um, the representation of uh, the movie in general, like I think that's always important because um, they had um, a gay couple that was just kind of like supplemental to the story. Um, and it was the first time that a gay couple was not punished in a movie, meaning that they weren't murdered. Um, and that's very, that's very important to project in media. Um, some people are like, why is it so driven by this type of representation? Like, but it's so important. Like, why do we need to stay within the same tropes in a movie when we can advance past the tropes? And then what was kind of nice is also in the movie, they were kind of picking at some of the, the um, they were kind of picking at the, the, the generalizations of black people when there's a scary moment in a situation, 
they're like, y'all can do that. I'm out. I mean, I'm out. <laughs> so it was it was kind of funny how they did pick tastefully pick fun at it, but it was still cringy where it wasn't too comical, but like light bits of comedy were in there because I mean, why not? I mean, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I liked it. Um, I would definitely watch it again, um, but also like I think just in general with like like movies are so weird now like I don't want to keep going out to the movie theater because I'm trying to be like like mindful about how many times I go outside um like from SAC anime to now I feel like my friends have like hit me up now and they're like oh I want to go I want to go do this thing I want to go do this thing and I'm just like I'm tired y'all like we like we're still season two of the pandemic like Things don't feel like they're happening, but like, you know, there's still people who are getting admitted. So like, there's a part of me that's like, I still want to go out and see, see all these movies. Cause now this is what the movie um, companies are doing. Remember when you would watch a trailer and the trailer would be like, this movie coming out and next year, not this year. And you're like, oh, that's so long. And so like, we used to be in this culture of like where we would wait for things to be published and you'd be like, man, I can't wait till that movie comes out next year or in two years. So you'd see something like in 2020 and now 2024, this movie. But now with the culture of like instant gratification and streaming that yeah, oh, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. And also <laughs> that people don't want to go out to movie theaters anymore. I noticed that release dates for movies have shifted from two years, a projection of two years to now a projection of a couple months. Yeah, I was gonna so say there like were some movies months. that like I saw in the yeah I saw some trailers where like this Christmas and I'm like Christmas and then I looked at the date I'm like oh it's September that's not far away or in November that's also not far away so and it was cool I went with my old coworkers from my previous job and we um sorry to go back to like how it went. Uh, it was. It's always nice to catch up with people, um, and I really liked these coworkers. Like, they're. I. I really want to have like a long, like you know, being connections with them because like they've just been so good to me, and I hope I've been good to them. So like, um, so like it's always good to uh, to find things to do, um, and also to try to keep myself safe from movie theaters. I've been trying to find show times that are not Friday not Saturday, not Sunday, and not like hella late evening times in the week. Um, I've been trying to find like the after dinner times because no one's coming out, which is good because you get a whole theater to yourself. Right. And then also I think what's kind of nice about where like we are is like we have the drive-in too. So you could literally just like pack your own snacks, drive to the theater, stay in your own little bubble. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. privilege. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, there was other things I did the week. Like I went to Mini Boss because they the kitchen is closing, and they're going to do a whole revamp to the kitchen. So I was trying to get those uh, those tingly chicken wings again, um, and then I was also trying to get um, their their katsu egg. Um, so I was trying to get like the last bits of what were my favorite things in the in the uh, restaurant before they revamped the menu. So I'm sure it's going to be very good, um, but I, I get afraid when it's like, oh, yes, we have this third-party kitchen with us. Yes, they're they're wonderful. Food is great. 
And then they're like, okay, we can't have them here anymore. And you're like, where are they going? And so I just don't want it to be some like revamped shit from like, oh, now we put things in a toaster oven and we use the same oil for the same five days. Like, I don't think that's going to happen because they, they're actually very like good about keeping things clean and tidy and presentable. Um, but that's just like my fear. <laughs> very good. Extremely good. It's kind of comical, like how good they are about like wiping up after like people's tables and like wiping games down. It's great yeah it's it's good so yeah um i know i did other things this week but i don't want to take up too much time in this area um so let's celebrate some black girl magic let's celebrate some black girl magic so kylie what do you got um black girl magic uh serena williams her commercial with uh where she's dressed as wonder woman Please tell me you have seen it. Okay. It's been giving me joy like all week. All the like all the clips. I've been seeing like the behind the scenes where you could see her like up on wires. And I was just like, bro, she's a real life superwoman. So Serena Williams, and I even made a post. I was like, I would have been way more into the Superwoman franchise. Like, had they actually cast Serena Williams? Could you imagine? Uh, alternate like universe bliss. Um, so that has been like feeding my soul and like keeping me uplifted and happy yeah definitely she is killing it right now like always she's always been killing it but i was just like yes that is the merging that i needed to keep going in this world how about you sarah so from my perspective of like you know i don't really touch face with with you know, tennis culture, that's just mm-hmm. not my thing. But of course, growing up, you know about the Williams sisters, you know, Venus and, and Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, okay, like, I'm really glad that they've been popular and they've been popping for years um, with also like, I mean, the obvious implications of them having to deal with, um, you know, being a, a black girl. And, like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, being a black girl in uh, sports uh, where, you know, like a lot of the behavior that they might have emitted because of frustrations, for some reason, if a white girl did it, that she gets a pass. But um, other than that, like. Just just so why this was so exciting for me is because I do remember like watching her growing up and like, like I did play tennis as a kid, like with my family. It was like a thing. My family was really into it. Um, and I remember, you know, all the comments on like her body, all the comments on like her musculature, all the comments about the color of her skin and her hair and how she dresses the same, like things that we are still hearing today when we have athletes, like people going off on Shikari about her hair and nails, but it's just like, it's not affecting her performance. You know what I mean? Like her performance is still great. Get off Mm -hmm. black women's backs. So to see this commercial where she is portrayed positively um, and being uplifted for her strength, but also being put in like that like badass costume that is still very like feminine, it's still colorful, it's bright, it's like all of the things that Serena Williams was incorporating in her own um, professional like tennis athletic wear, and that she was like getting Mm -hmm. so much important like she's now being venerated for it. And so for me, it was like a a lovely, like, fuck, we're finally like, well, we're finally where we're supposed to be um, in terms of like, just accepting 
like black women for the powerhouses that they are and not trying to like keep us in this like niche area of oh if you're going to perform in this field you have to adhere to like white cultural norms of oh you need to wear yeah. the, the white tennis outfit and you need to like while you're in the middle of like a high performance <laughs> like match be worried about the sounds that you're making as you're running across to get a ball like you have to also worry about like whether or not some guy thinks that you sound manly like you know what i mean like just things like that where like this commercial is just everything that goes against that so that's why for me it was such a powerful moment as well and just knowing that like so many more people are going to get this exposure to her so many more young um, black and brown girls and boys are going to see her in like this extremely positive light and i hope like later on down the line they'll be looking more into some of the other things that she does so yes yeah no i uh, absolutely agree i feel like because her career has been so long um rightfully long um that i mean she doesn't need to keep proving things to us because we know her value um but i'm really happy to see that she's willing to do more um beyond what she, what her career has i guess outlined for her is what i'm trying to say um so it's it's just cool like she's always willing to show up like i remember she was in the beyonce video for lemonade and that was that was awesome that was amazing i loved it yeah i just sometimes i wish i can't wait till and this is how i feel about just like rest because i believe in rest i can't wait till like the day that she's like I did it all. I did it all. I did it all. Here's my crown. <laughs> Here's my crown. <laughs> Even though she's still wearing it. She's always wearing it. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. Um, no, I really love it. And I always like, I'm always glad that we're always bringing up because like, like I said, I didn't pay attention to tennis. I that was not a sport I paid attention to. It's, it's very similar to golf. Like I don't pay attention to golf. Um, but the fact that that's that's a household name, Serena and Venus Williams, Serena Williams, the Williams sisters, that's a household name. And so that's amazing. Like I remember them being on, on cereal boxes and milk cartons and, oh, don't say milk cartons, but on, <laughs> but on just like all the, all the like, like, you know, the kids stuff that like all the sponsorships and the brandings or whatever, like I remember them just like showing up on them. So it's, it's cool. And it's for good reason. It's not to like manipulate how you feel about how you feel about celebrity. Like it's, a, it's very genuine, which is very rare. Um, yeah, I also think like, you get more of that in sports. Like, I don't know if she would have had the same type of like, genuine portrayals in herself, uh, if she like for instance, had started off in acting or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's also too like, when when there's like marketing for like celebrities and stuff, You, I, I think about this, like when was the last time Serena was problematic in public? I feel like she's never really been problematic in public. The, nope. the, the times where people tried to portray her as being problematic, it was literally just her addressing issues like, hey, you know, you're, you didn't call this fairly and like, I'm calling you out on it or, hey, like, 
you came at me incorrectly about my sportsmanship, but I've yeah. always you know, acted accordingly, or you're coming at me about my outfit. Like, I feel like there's never really been a moment where she, she ain't been wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like calling people out or at least addressing like where your boundaries are and your like lines of respects are like, that's, I don't see that as problematic. I see that as goals. Like, thank you for showing other women that they don't have to just take it or like anybody in the, in the sports industry or field, especially nowadays when you have like sponsors pushing all these things, like all this pressure for you to do X, Y, Z. And it's okay for you to have agency as a person and say, I'm not comfortable doing that. Like, nah, nah, homie, that yeah. ain't it. Respect me. Like, I'm not just here to entertain you. I'm a whole person. I put in work for this. Like, it's a serious profession for me. Respect mm-hmm. my time, respect my abilities. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, the comparison is if you heard about other celebrities getting some sort of endorsement or being perceived as a good person. And don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to be perceived as a good person, right? I'm sure people want to be perceived as a good person, no matter if you're like hard edge or soft edge, or like, you know, you could tell it like it is, or you're like, no, I'm just going to be nice and not have to address the tell it like it isms, you know, like, but sometimes I think about like, you know, like Justin Bieber being portrayed as this like innocent, like little boy for the longest time. And then he just turned out to be super problematic, but then there's still commercials showing him that he's like a good person. And so like, don't get me wrong, there is a couple of things that I do empathize with Justin Bieber about. Like, for example, I remember fans just standing outside of his loft like entrance or whatever. And he's like fed up, right? So like he's just fed up. And he's like, hey, I live here. <laughs> I I had a long day. I don't want to talk to any of you guys. And then like, they're like, oh, he goes, listen, I, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm, you know, and then the fan was like, oh, but can I get a hug? And he goes, no, no, no. And it's just like the invasion of boundaries with people. Oh, which brings up another thing, invasion of boundaries. Yeah. With invasion of boundaries of like people with celebrities, it's like the people forget that these are people too. And sometimes it drives them to be perceived as a bad person, but also there's the contrasting story to this where Justin's like, hey, that there was also pictures of him spinning on the fans. And I'm like, okay, bro, like, please let's not be problematic here. <laughs> there's no, there's no going back at this point. It's just like, if you're gonna do a public apology, it should be just, yeah, I spat on them and I was frustrated. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> that's the thing too about celebrity apologies is like I like the sorry I made you feel or my bad it's like no address like like hey I'm not sorry in the moment that I did this thing yeah I'm a dick however this is the reasons why I felt compelled to do this and then sometimes some people are like he admitted that he's a bad person yeah that's better than lying about your apology saying like my bad the spit I just I, I'm naturally growlers in my mouth and like, I just need to release it somewhere. You know, that's a shitty apology, but that, that's an apology that makes zero fucking sense. I'm sorry <laughs> you were in the way of the trajectory when the spit left my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry you felt a little glint of enzymes that hit your face. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but 
all in all, no matter apology or not, that's being problematic, right? And so, like, Serena can't do that. Like, she can't, I mean, like, like I said, the only times that it seemed problematic was when she was actually out in the sport doing the thing, and she's, like, calling out the, the ref or evaluate, whatever their fucking name is, <laughs> and she's like, that was a wrong call. I've been doing this sport for over 30 years. You gonna say something about it? How long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing this job? You know, so it's just that those aren't being problematic. That's addressing the issue. And she didn't spit at them. There was a couple times where maybe she might have thrown thrown her racket, but they as as an athlete, when you tell your body to do something and your body doesn't respond the way that you think, of course it's frustrating, right? Like your body is like in the moment of doing a sport, you're going through like it's kind of like, you know, in video games, when you're doing a fight scene, you're pressing all the bright, all the buttons that would make sense to defeat the boss, right? That's what your brain is doing. It's like you're in the moment and you're like, I have several different strategies to attack this one ball, right? I have several different strategies to attack how this, how this ball is coming at me, whether if it's overhead straight at me towards a corner, like your brain is like, what strategy am I going to select? I'm going to select the best strategy, even though that other one could work too. So there's this like weird indecisiveness, but committing to the one thing that makes the most sense or at the time makes the most sense. So of course, if you like do a thing and then you missed and you're like, damn, I could have done it the other way. So you, your brain gets all wrapped up in the, in the other way. And then you have to like shake it off and then do the next round. And that's what people don't realize when you're doing sports, especially people who watch sports, they don't realize that what is going through an athlete's head when they're playing the sport and what are the reactions that they're committing to with having an inventory of actions that they could have considered, even right. though, yeah, go also, ahead, sorry. I was going to say that also like at her level too, it's not just like the stakes are high. And there's so much adrenaline like going through your body. And like, I'm sure there's like so many other things that like happen. And just, I love that you brought up like the gaming thing because I, like we see videos of meltdowns all the time, right? Like gamers throwing their controllers, like breaking their TVs and shit. I'm like, we're lucky she only like and tosses a racket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. R3 to toss racket. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. No, but yeah, like I just, sports are so, sports culture. And this is another thing why I don't watch tennis. I've been trying to wean myself away from, well, actually I'm not trying. I did. I weaned myself from watching football full time. I watched, I weaned myself away from watching basketball full time and any other sports full time. Cause I cannot stand how the fans act post game, pregame, all this like turf talk, even though they're not the players. Like, I wish sports were, like, uh, an artistic thing where they watch it and be like, wow, that was great. But no, people get all hyped up in their feelings over something that they didn't dedicate their physical body to. And it's like, this This is weird. It's weird for me. Like, it's weird for me to get people to watch people get emotional. It's weird for people to knock over their, like, TVs. It's weird for people to start riots in the streets because their team lost. Like, it's weird. And so that's why I don't like it. And that's why I stay away from it because it's like, like Roman why are we acting all this? Even though it's not your physical body. It's not your physical body involved with this sport. If anything, you're a spectator. You're looking from afar. It's nothing serious. 
Like, why is your personality revolved around being a 49ers fan? Makes zero sense to me. There's more things to be, to manifest your personality around than being a sports weirdo. Like, I don't know. Sports weirdo. Yeah, Veronica, that's right. You roast them. Sports weirdos. Which you roast them sports weirdos. And trust, I like going to live sports. It's fun. Yeah. It's hype. I love cheering. I love going like, yeah. But I don't like the violence that incites after these events. I hate it. <laughs> right? I'm just like, why, why, if your team loses, are you now, like, going to go beat up the other? Like, for what? <laughs> for what, dude? Yeah. Like, my dad has stories of when he had to take off all of his, like, because he was a Seattle Seahawks fan. And, like, I know people who are listening to this podcast like, well, that was his problem. Like, see, that's the point (laughs) of this conversation. He brought that on himself for being a Seahawks fan. Again, you're part of the problem if you think like that. And so my my dad went to the bathroom, and it was a Seahawks fan, Raiders, or Seahawks, Seahawks and Raiders game. And like him, my uncle went. My uncle's a Raiders fan, and my dad is a Seahawks fan. And my, my dad and uncle at the time were very good friends. And so they went. And like, you know, he saw, like, he heard the violence in the men's bathroom about what was going on with the Raiders. And my dad said, okay, and took off all his gear and said, hey, put that in your bag. I'm going to go take a quick piss, maybe toot a little, and then come right back. (laughs) And so that's what he had to do to protect himself because, like, he's a... At the time, he was a hefty dude. He can he can hold himself. But why do you have to prepare for war when going to a sports event? It makes zero sense. Um. Yeah, human beings. Like we have so much energy, and like there are so many different outlets where we could funnel this energy into. And this is what we choose to do with it. Like, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, is there anything? Oh, but anyway. Love the <laughs> love Wonder Woman. Love the strength. I appreciate it all. Um, so let's go ahead and go into nerdy and dirty, which my bet like a huge my bad. We were actually supposed to talk about how Texas did did women dirty, um, which is kind of away from our normal segment where nerdy and dirty is technically a, a sexual wellness area where we talk about like, you know things that you're into, things that you could be better about, think, communication, all that jazz. But we were, I was so upset over this, um, this reproductive bill that is like, save the baby. And I'm like, where? So like, I, I definitely feel like we can still talk about it in this segment because beyond the save the baby, there's so much rhetoric in um, this bill that is just like straight up anti-woman and when I tell you um, so they had set the benchmark for the cutoff at six weeks which as women we know that periods are not always regular right and so many women if they are in a situation where they use contraception they had they thought they were they thought they were good they were like there's no reason for me to take plan B. I did the thing. I wore the condom. I used the spermicide. I like, I was safe, quote unquote safe because nothing is a guaranteed. Right. Um, and thought you were all Gucci. And then you don't even think about the fact that you have a possibility of being pregnant until after six weeks for a lot of women. And so it's like, 
to have the time marker in such a tight spot where it's like literally it's not even like a whole body being formed. It's like just it's cells at that point. Like it's so minuscule and so small to have that cutoff be the margin for that cutoff be like so, 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 so isn't small. There, isn't there a myth that like at six weeks there's a heartbeat? Yeah, like, like, no, there's no heartbeat at six weeks. Like, that's crazy. But also, um, a, a larger problem I was having with this was just the fact that, um, like, we have Roe versus Wade. Like, we already have, um, like, regulations in place for the people who are like, oh, like, we are really just trying to stop people from murdering babies. It's like, okay, like, we have something in place for that. That's not the problem. What you've done now is literally, like, you've attacked women, but specifically black and brown women who may not have the resources to actually like leave the state to go get healthcare elsewhere, Mm -hmm. which we've consistently seen with the representatives in Texas, whenever they actually need things, leaving Texas to go get them, you know, or Mm -hmm. when things are like, when Texas is on fire or when Texas is frozen, they're just like, oh, hey, we have money, we're gonna dip. And they dip out to Mexico or they dip out to Canada or like, they, you know what I mean? They have the option and the resources to leave and make sure that their family's health and safety is still being taken care of. Whereas the black and brown women who may not necessarily have the the ability to take time off from that job or to literally like have the money for plane tickets and have the money for hotels and have the money to pay for doctors outside of now their insurance um, to be able to do these things. So you've also just, further marginalize an entire community that's already suffering um, with dealing with like having agency over their body as women being seen um, and having actual care in the um, medical field. And now (laughs) not only is it um, this law, like not only will it allow the physicians to be held responsible, but now anybody who is involved in the process, say you took a lift to this appointment. If somebody has a thing against you, are they like, oh, I overheard like this woman's planning on getting an abortion. Now they can be like, oh, I'm gonna report this lift driver. Like for murder, for what? For assisting in the murder of a baby. And it's just like, that's ridiculous for you to be able to go after like anyone. And so for anybody, and it's like repeated too. So it's, the last thing I need lawless it's Texas's fucking lawlessness like what (laughs) so if I go into an uber I pray that they do not talk to me I pray that they do not talk to me because all I want is for you to take my ass from point a to point b I give a general like thank you so much have a great day you too it's all I need I don't need another nosy ass Lyft driver asking me about my fucking story again. And don't get me wrong. I understand like some people just need to like satisfy the the silence between drives. I get that. And I also understand that people have different personalities and they need to chitty chat and all that stuff. No disrespect to Uber drivers, but sometimes I'm like, I'm obviously sitting on my phone, like do not talk to me. And they could see in their rearview window that I'm looking down or whatever. And then they're like, oh, so where are you going? I'm like, I just, nope, I don't want to. And then sometimes I'm just like trying to find adaptive ways to like tell them to F off without saying F off because I don't want them to talk to me. This, 
comically gives a more reason for Uber and Lyft drivers to ask young women or even women or those who menstruate questions that have nothing to do with their daily lives. If anything, most Uber drivers and Lyft drivers I know, they're, they're already at a weird spot with their life where they're like, okay, I have to do rideshare now to get over whatever hump, financial hump I'm in, and then hopefully something turns out better, which is usually the case. So let's like make our lives a little bit easier here. Let's not ask questions when we get into the lift and do not be more nosy because I feel like people would just be more nosy about what a woman is doing going towards the direction of a Planned Parenthood or going towards the direction of a hospital. You know, it's just, it's just very, um, I don't like it when people think it's okay to take other people's agencies. Like it just doesn't sit right with my spirit and I don't know why people get the idea that it's part of their it's it kind of reminds me of like the nosy neighbor thing where like you have a neighbor who's just all up in your shit just to be all up in your shit but really they're all up in your shit to blackmail you later even though that's not their original intent they're just doing it to you know just to be nosy and then to be like you can't do that I'm like uh you can fuck off because I'm paying mortgage for this shit bitch like get off of my ass yeah now trust I did see a good response from Lyft drivers, by the way. Here's the other side of the argument before I get, like, torches and pitchforks and, like, blinders at my house. <laughs> but there were a lot of Lyft drivers who were, in, who were sitting in solidarity. They're like, hey, I'm a regular Lyft rideshare driver. If I see a woman in my car, I do my best to not communicate with them. If anything, I'll make sure that they're the right person, that they are going to that one place, if for some reason I need to take a detour to their location, I'll make it known. But all in all, I would never ask you about your personal reasons of going to your destination, which was great. Like it made me feel reassured, but there's not a lot of people who think like that, which is the unfortunate side. Like I wish there was more people who took that as an example and made that more canon in the world. Oh my God, I said more canon in the world. But anyway, yeah, I just, uh, like, they, does Texas not realize that there's going to be more unsafe abortions? Oh, no, they totally realize that, but they, they realize that these unsafe abortions are going to be happening more in Black and brown communities, so fuck them. Um, also, if you want to talk about, like, so Texas has one of the, like, highest teenage, like, birth mother rates. Um, that was kind of like one of the like running gags when I was out there, like I'm going to friends um, graduations, like for their kids and like seeing all of the, the teenage moms and like how like high schools would have like nurseries that were just like built into the high school. Like it was, that's the norm, right? Because they're preaching either abstinence, which we all know abstinence is not a thing for teenagers. It's just not these you know what I mean? The hormones are going crazy, but also the sexual education um, is just lacking. You know, it, they're, they're not really teaching anything. And that's the other thing about people's arguments saying, well, all this knowledge is out there. And it's like, is it really though? Because if you're a child, the whole point is that like, you have to educate a child, you have to input into them, right? Um, and if you don't, like, Keith, I'm recording. Thank you. Um, so, like, if you are, you know, saying that this person is both a child 
and coming from a background that may be like extremely religious where they do not talk about contraception, where the idea is like, you're just not supposed to have sex. You're not supposed to talk about it. We all know it's gonna happen anyway, right? And then you end up pregnant. And because you have not had the ability or space to talk about how pregnancy maybe even be occurring or like any other types other than like the pull out method and praying to God, like <laughs> over your body, then yeah, it's problematic. And you can't say, oh, well now she has to face the consequences for her poor decisions. But also it's a partnership. What, what about the, like, the young man in this situation? If you're a high school student, like we're no longer really pursuing shotgun weddings. Like these are antiquated things. We're not forcing teenagers to get married, <laughs> knock on wood, like calling back to another episode about child marriages. Like these are antiquated things that we have decided as a society that we are going to move past and move forward. And this is how mm -hmm. you uplift communities, right? When you have women who have agency over their bodies, who can decide whether or not they're going to have kids at the moment, who then are able to use those resources to build themselves up into a more stable position where they can provide a home for their children when they do decide to have them, right? When they decide to have them. So that's, that's my yeah. spiel on like Texas in particular. Yep. Yep. The textbooks are so antiquated. The education is lacking, slacking. The Planned Parenthoods, they, people wanna be like, oh, well, Planned Parenthoods are all in like black and brown communities. And it's like, well, a lot of these people are not being taken seriously when they go to hospitals or clinics or may not even have, the insurance that would be accepted in a lot of these other places. Planned Parenthood yeah, exists for a reason. Yeah, and it definitely goes into full circle again, right? So you're talking about lack of resources, right? Then it turns into like, oh, well, black and brown women are always getting pregnant and being irresponsible. And then it's a full cycle of like, well, do they really deserve welfare for being so careless when they are trying to find the resources to not be, to fix whatever was carelessness. And so, like it's just I, I feel like you, you really can't have this conversation without talking also about generational wealth without talking about white supremacy without talking about the patriarchy like, oh that doesn't exist no no none of those no. none of those things no. like but none of those things exist what no there's a generational a wealth i don't know what you're talking about what generational wealth <laughs> white supremacy what Yes, these things um, affect us to this very day. I know people are like, oh, it's 2021 and we don't have to worry about these things anymore. But it's like, clearly we do because we still have people who don't understand like how biology works. And it's literally just the education that they had as children growing yeah, up. You know, exactly. and I, I really hate the argument of um, like, women using abortion as contraceptive nobody's fucking doing that okay no one's doing that no nobody's one is taking that. plan b pills like they're freaking candy no one's doing that nobody's like, doing that people want to be like oh well these rape cases or like these have medical health cases they're so slim and small and i'm like no they're really not like that's the majority there's yep. so something happened where shit happened there was an accident it was clearly like hey i've taken the precautions um i'm doing all the things or it was like a lack of education they really did not know yep. they did not know that they were pregnant now that they know that they are pregnant and they are not prepared to carry a full being hey 
don't carry that full being. You have every right to do that. It should be your choice. Hmm. Oh, and that's the thing that I don't me. get. If you're so anti-abortion, bitch, don't get an abortion. Yeah, it's just like this weird punish. It's like punish me like with punish giving these restrictions. Like punish me with all these restrictions. Like it's just weird. All right, so going along to just nerdy things. Yes, just nerdy things. Much happier, much happier things. Oh, we talked about Yaya earlier in, in um, Sweet Thing. <laughs> so on the fourth one, I can't say it. Oh <laughs> uh, or I'm about to be in the fourth one. So the new Matrix is coming out. Um, it's basically alternate universe John Wick. We're ready for it. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm actually pretty excited to see it. Like, I hope honestly i hope it's kind of the last one in the saga and with oh, no. that i hope they remake the matrix video game that was released like way back when i think for like the maybe the ps1 but anywho um yeah so there's a new one coming out uh you know keanu reeves is still neo it seems like there's some sort of like hey i'm living my normal life and then now like things are starting to be like wait this isn't real life and who are you even though he's looking straight at trinity so it's kind of cool uh, though Morpheus, I think the guy that's going to be Morpheus is going to be Yaya instead of Lawrence Fishburne. So that will be exciting because um, he has like the, the hair. Also, what's incredible is the skin texture. So Lawrence Fishburne doesn't, I'll say this very cautiously, he doesn't have the smoothest skin. And he's very like, as a man who is an actor, is very rugged in general. Yeah, so he's like, like a pretty you know, boy. Yeah, but like I love him as an actor. Like I love his career. Like I'm glad that he's also in John Wick. Like it makes me really excited. So when the next John Wick movie comes in, like he's gonna be in it. So anywho, um Yaya, look looking up at close at his face, it's the same thing. Like he's not like baby cheeks, you know, like he's like, you know, there's a little bit of roughness and it's like perfect for this Morpheus role. So I'm very like excited because he looks he looks like a duplicate of of the of Morpheus from like the earlier 2000s. The original movie. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that. So like I hope that will turn out really good. And I think that one, I don't know when that actually when it's, when it's coming out. Maybe it's like one of those like two monthers again. Matrix. Two monthers. I'm really looking forward um to seeing the special effects. Um, because there's yeah. so many things uh in Matrix, in the Matrix that were like specific like nostalgia triggers and that like carried throughout so many other movies starting to use like the like the slow motion like rain and like of course we all know like the matrix moves right and so it's like seeing how they're going to translate some of these like classic matrix special effects using now like, matrix tropes technology. yeah yeah like yeah i'm really excited to see what these visuals are going to be the aesthetics i'm here for it i can't wait for that like so it looks like it's going to be, the release is expected to be around Christmas time. So not 2024, but sometime this year, because, this you know. Year. Around the corner. Merry Christmas. Around the corner. And it's yes. better to pay, like, whatever, 7 to $13 for a ticket instead of, like, paying 30 to stream it at your house. Like, so. <laughs> true, 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 true. I didn't realize it was a thing. So apparently with Black Widow, you have to pay like 30 something dollars to stream it at your house through Disney Plus. Yeah. And I'm like, ew, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't think 
Movies for me, I would really have to like find the right mindset to sit there in my own house to watch a movie. Like there needs to be some sort of like preamble, like we're gonna have a movie night. Let's get all our buddies. Yeah, because popcorn. Let's you need the, like excitement, the build up, like the environment. Like, like I really love like when you go to a theater and like you know, turn the lights down and like you hear the music rise, you know. And you, and you have like that whole surround sound system like it's an experience and you don't necessarily get that at home like unless yeah. you have fancy pants with your like whole like setup which yeah knows, exactly we'll get there one day home theater system yeah i really want like a conversation like um anyway I, we'll talk about that later i'm thinking about like the interior design of like a place that i would like like you know the oh conversation pit the conversation pit like in the 80s or whatever yeah, yeah those are nice um, but anywho, yeah, so that's coming out and I'm really excited about it. Um, and so for just like time, I want to talk about God of War. Yes. Um, so I am a big God fan. God of Thor. <laughs> yeah, God of Thor. That's basically what it is. So yeah, I have personally played this video game for years. I played it, or a bit, my first time playing it, I think it was back in 2012. Um, it was on the PlayStation 2, and it was great. Like, I fell in love with the storyline. Of course, it's definitely Greek mythology. Um, and, you know, you're you're this son of Zeus, I believe, and you have to, like, you're like kind of like the bastard son of Zeus, but who isn't the bastard son of Zeus? Who right? isn't the bastard son of Zeus? Oh, my God. <laughs> and so... Um, I really fell in love with the story and stuff. So then God of War 3, is, it transferred from being the story being about Greek mythology, it switched to Norse mythology. So now you have like Odin and you have Thor and you have Amir and like all these like Greek, Greek mythology um, gods, Freya. So it's, it's pretty cool shift um, that also like, you know, I guess the alternate universes with like different mythologies that are very closely related, but not quite, um, which is kind of cool. And so with God of War 3 as a recap, like Kratos has had a, a life with a lover. Um, and he also uh, had a child named Atreus. Um, spoiler alert, Atreus was revealed to be actually Loki. Um, yeah, to be really revealed as Loki. I think the, uh, what was Loki's like, mythology like subtitle it was like the the god of mischief yeah yeah so he's the god of mischief um but that wasn't revealed until at the end of god war three so um yeah so it was kind of cool so like you know just kind of going through the story and you get to meet like all of thor's brothers uh baldir and all that all them and, and then also you get to like you know check out all the different like little worlds so there's helheim and there's um there's a couple of other worlds I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, you're not in Asgard yet. Um, Asgard, for some reason, is not, is not accessible in the game, but they do hint at it. Um, so it's kind of cool because you kind of have like this little, like little, um, like you know what Heimdall does? Like he's the protector of like the uh, the mm -hmm. little like different worlds. Uh, yeah, so you have like a little transporter. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. And so. I actually need to fully defeat God of War 3 because I am a completionist and there were some things that I forgot to defeat. Like I didn't go into, I only beat like maybe three of the Valkyries and the Valkyries are hard. They're difficult. 
Um, and so the last one I have is in the world where there's like a bunch of like poison mist. And so like I need to get to them and like defeat it before my poison mist um, armor times out. And so there's that one. Um, where was I going I'm with still that? struggling with like literally like the controls um, because when I was playing God of War, it was on PSP. And so like it was just simpler gameplay. Now with the newer game, I feel like it's it's subtle you know what i mean there's like it's nuanced my fingers are just not that nimble so i'm like still trying to not die past like the first troll like <laughs> wait are you talking about the original god of war like the the first one the second one maybe ascension um no the uh the latest one that they had come out well i guess now it's been like has it been a year god of war 3 came out i think in 2018. it's been a few years it's been a few years whoa womp womp yeah so i have not finished it i've been mostly like looking at the pretty pretty graphics and just like running around collecting things before i beef up my fighting skills i just <laughs> like the timing is so tricky like yeah. you die so easily because they don't start you out you know what i mean on this one they're like hey you got to build up all your shit they're very like kojima with it there's just savage like yeah exactly you just die if you don't pay attention yeah, I I have I don't know. Kat has watched me play this, and like he thinks I do a pretty good job. Um, just some of like the derpiness that I don't catch is like I sometimes don't dodge in time, or like there is a mechanic where like you can use your shield to like make the uh, enemies go away, and they just kind of fly off in slow motion, and so you can try to snag them and like beat the shit out of them. Also, there's different weapons you can use. Like there's an axe. There's the blades of chaos. Um, I think there's a couple of other weapons I can't remember off the top of my head. I need to revisit the game. It's been like a year. It's because I got like distracted by a uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And so I just haven't gone back to like, all the other things. Yeah. And all of the other things. So, um, yeah, like, um, so yeah, so now the God of War Ragnarok is coming out, which Ragnarok is a common title for Norse mythology. Um, it's usually, I think it's the big war. If anybody's listening, please emphasize Ragnarok, it. The end of days. The end of days. Thank you. Yeah. What is it like revelations or whatever? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like how their world's supposed to end. Yeah. Anything that starts in art means like shit's going to go down. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so this one is the one where you actually get to meet Thor. Thor was teased in God of War three as one of the alternate endings. Um, and, you know, Thor's in there, you get to finally see Tyr, uh, which Tyr um, was, was just kind of, like, you go into his uh, vault to go travel to places, but you don't actually get to meet Tyr. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, obviously, Freya is going to be a, a problem problem, because uh, she was helping you in the last game, and now she found out, like, oh, you guys are awful, you guys are doing the wrong thing, you killed my son, because Baldur was, like, trying to beat the shit out of us, so, like, we had to beat the shit out of him first, uh, so, um, so, yeah, so she doesn't like us, um, <laughs> does not like us, her flowers went from being very, like, vibrant yellow and purple to, like, everything's now gray and dead, so, <laughs> um, so a couple of things. I will talk about the bad things before I celebrate the good things. Okay. I, first of all, I can't tell if some of y'all are really complaining about Thor's figure or if it's just clickbait articles to just get some traction about the game. 
or if there are actually some people out there who are just being like body negative out there and you know us two queens me and kai if you're going to be out here being body negative we don't want to hear it like we we are just like we don't want to hear your bs so with that being said apparently there's some issues with thor's bodily figure okay so like first and foremost the fact that people really have a problem with thor not being like some ripped like weird beach body ideal like i don't know exactly like where we came up with that that's i feel like a very like americanized thing because if you like look at the like mythology like these people are like drinking all the time they're fucking like eating like they're because they're gods they got the, that party mentality you know what i mean so it's like they're eating all the time they're in some place that's like cold as hell so like you would expect that thor would be like this burly fucking like big muscly dude he's just been drinking and eating and fighting and so they use like an actual like strong man um body archetype for him yeah. which i think actually feels way more authentic you know and but people are just uncomfortable like with his size or like his fatness but i was like but it's real you know what i mean like has no one seen brian shaw who is like the world's strongest like okay he's not number one but this is a guy who's like youtube famous yeah he's big he's like rounded and i mean this in the most like respectful way possible but that guy can like get atlas stones and just like pick them up and move them on top of the thing and he's a huge dude now here's the thing with also like what kyler is saying like about men who do competitive like weightlifting competitive like strongman things they're huge and they have to eat to compensate for the training that they're doing like i like if you see videos of brian shaw like he'll be eating and he goes, I have to eat this. Like, he's not going like, oh man, I'm just gonna like scarf this all down. Like, no, he will try to get the right ingredients. Like he gets rice, meat, beans, like all the healthy stuff in a burrito. And then it's like a fat burrito. And because like his, you have to like eat versus what you're lifting. He has to like, okay, here we go. And like, he downs it all. And it's not exactly, eating for them is not a positive experience. Like, because it's, right, it's the, literally uh, fuel for their muscles. Yeah, they have to. It's Dragon Ball Z shit. Like, they should have a Chi Chi at home making those, like, big ass long tables of fucking food so they can just scarf it down. But they're not scarfing it down to enjoy it. They're scarfing it down for, like Kylie said, fuel. And so, yeah, if you, like, take a look at pictures, like, of Brian Shaw, like, very kind man, like, very smiley. Like, he's not, like, threatening or anything like that. Or even, and, like, like his, um, Eddie Hall, that's the actor who played the mountain in Game of Thrones. You yeah. know what I mean? Big yeah. fucking dude. Like, and I I love that it's really combating this idea that um, fat people are weak. Like yeah. some of the strongest people I know, like, are people who are bulky. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I look at football players and I'm just like, these are not little dudes. Your linebackers, your linebackers look like this. Speaking of football, your linebackers look like this. So what is the issue? Like that there's just like, oh, because it's a video game, they could have designed him to look like Chris Hemsworth, 
who Chris Hemsworth it doesn't look like a traditional like Northman who's who's super strong and can carry the hammer that he carries. He's just right. Hollywood up. Don't get me wrong, he's hot, but like he's Hollywood up, you know. Yeah. And even like this Thor design, I was like, ooh, please, Daddy, let me talk to you for a second. Can we have an ale together? You know, <laughs> like so it it was just it was just a, a little annoying. But like I said, sometimes I feel like people who I have a suspicion and hear my suspicion. I think the article of saying that there's something wrong with the God of War game is to present the problems as articles to get more clicks. So people feel passionate to, to argue against it. Even though I haven't seen a public complaint about Thor's figure yet, I just seen articles about it. So those are listening. If there are people out there that you're like, oh, no, 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 there's people who are complaining about Thor's figure. They don't think it's right. They think it's like atrocious. They can think it's disgusting, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I mean, we do live in an age where people like to argue on the internet. So I was just, just talking about clickbait and trolls. <laughs> yes, clickbait and trolls. So yeah, so I just I just need to know who, who like not necessarily like I'm gonna go after them and be like, how dare you? I'm just curious, like, where is it on Twitter? Where is it? Um, also, an interesting take about Thor's figure too is that um, a friend of mine, Randall, shout out to Rand Randall Aubrey, um, he said that the the aggressions about Thor's design for God of War or for God of War Ragnarok was also kind of like a repressed repressed homosexuality somewhere down the line, like and so I'm like, okay, that's a weird take, but I can see it because like you know how like. What's the um, gay archetype for heavier men? Is it bears? Yeah, baby. So there are, in gay culture, there are things about being too heavy and also being super skinny. So there's the twink culture. And then there's also the fit, the gay fitness culture, which you're like super lean and like cut in the gym. Yeah, and then there's also the big man culture. So it's like, is there is there like a thing about this? that I'm not tapping into? I don't know. I'm curious about your takes. Like, I really want to know your takes. But also, why couldn't he be, like, a little a little cubby bear bear man? That's great. <laughs> now we're just thinking that Thor is just this cuddly man <laughs> because he's, like, a bigger guy. It's like, ah, yes, Rick Ross me, please. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> God. So, other things. A, a small thing, and I'm just going to scream because I did see some complaints about that the animations with Kratos jumping into the boat in God of War. And I'm just like, it's the same concept when you're watching sports. If your body is not into the design of this game, you have zero business to get emotional over the mechanics of the game. Just be grateful that they look as good as they do now because none of y'all who are complaining about this played GoldenEye. So shut up. Just shut up. None of you guys played the first Spider-Man on Dreamcast. None of you. <laughs> so why are we getting caught up in the beautiful animations of Kratos jumping in the boat, jumping out of the boat? And like, what was kind of funny is like, there was somebody on Twitter who was like, why are we complaining about the way that Kratos' heavy ass is getting into that boat? Of course, when he jumps in the boat, the boat's going to wobble, some water is going to splash in, and he's just going to go on his way. 
there's nothing else more intricate about that. Someone was like, oh, the animations are the same from like God of War 3 and now Ragnarok. And I'm like, why are we focused on this? Like, do you guys not understand how many hours it takes to actually design a game? No. Like, they have to duplicate some of the design to make sure for continuity for the new game. And I can't speak on behalf of game designers for this, I can empathize, but I'm like, why are we so concerned about this? You can still fight, you can still get to travel place. And if anything, if, if you guys are complaining about like, oh, the boat thing, the boat thing, I bet you guys are gonna be like, how come we don't get fast travel? Why aren't we getting fast travel? So does the boat mechanics really matter? No, they don't. It still looks good. There's nothing glitchy about it. There's nothing derpy. And also, I only anticipate that some of you guys are going to mod that motherfucker into, like, the some other, like, dumb, like, let's say, like, a rubber duck. Like, you guys are just going to modify that into, like, a rubber duck. Or the goose from Goose Game. Yes, I gave you guys some ideas. Here's a new viral hit. You're going to turn that boat into the goose from the goose, untitled Goose Game. Happy. There you go. So it doesn't really matter what the mechanics are going to look like. You guys are just going to jack up the game for memes and hits in, or clicks anyway. So, like, why are we concerned about this? Zero concern. You guys are going to turn into a kayak. You guys are going to turn the kayak from Pocahontas. You guys are going to turn it into, like, a, a, just a plane. You know, you're going to turn it into Thomas the Thomas train engine or whatever. The wow. Just around <laughs> So you guys are going to do a bunch of dumb modifications anyway. So why are we so fucking concerned about the animations of the original boat? Calm down. Like, calm down. Calm. Calm yourself. Um, Please let us know what type of boat you want to see as a modification. I don't do mods, but I'm sure there's a guy that out there that does. So here's your job. Here's, <laughs> here's your upcoming job. job. Yeah. But, um, I did hear that Miss Doc McStuffins makes her debut in this game in the series, which I'm very excited about. Miss um, uh, Magic. Yeah, so Miss Leia De Leon Hayes, um, the Miss Doc McStuffins herself. I have to keep saying Doc McStuffins. She's Doc McStuffins. Hey, she got an NAACP Image Award for her contributions and roles as Doc McStuffins. Like flowers, give him yeah. all day yeah. long. Yes. I just like saying it because hearing a toddler say Doc McStuffins is the most heartwarming thing. Like, it's perfect toddler language to say that. Like, it really is. So, um, yeah, so uh, Leia DeLeon Hayes is going to be um, voice acting as Angraboda, uh, who is kind of like an adjacent god um, in the God of War series. And Angraboda is also an adjacent god in Norse mythology as well. Um, that character, even though uh, that character is depicted as a black child um, in the game that helps Atreus with his journey, um, but later on in the storyline, in the Norse storyline, they actually end up being uh, married. So like Loki and and Angrabada are the uh, are the are the couple of the year, couple of the century, couple of the times. Um, but no, like, it's just, like, it's kind of cool to see, like, more of, like, little Norse things kind of pop up in the storyline of God of War, since, since it is fiction to the, the original mythology. Um, and yeah, again, clickbaity articles saying, we have a problem with her skin tone. She is white in Norse mythology. Norse people are white. And it's like, okay, I don't, who's saying this? 
who is saying that there's an issue? Is it just articles just to be pumping out articles or is there someone saying it? Like, I need to know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I think it's great. Um, and again, with the representation and as a ripple effect, remember, I'm sure Kylie, you remember this, where like, where black voice actors are like, when are we gonna actually have black people voice black people? Like, when is it gonna happen? And so this is just another ripple effect to have good representation of those who are black voice black black characters. You know what I mean? So like, I'm glad that there's more of a transition and that actually Santa Monica Studios was like, no, we gotta get it, we gotta get a black girl. Whether if they said that directly or not, or if they did casting, who cares? The whole point is that they did the right representation. So kudos to you guys, you guys did that. Um, but yeah, like, I can't wait till the game comes out. Once the game comes out, I'm playing it. It's still on PlayStation 4. Thank God, because I can't still cop a PlayStation 5. So whoever is hoarding those PlayStation 5s for like, you know, scalper money, you are the devil. Please go to hell. <laughs> not you are the devil. Oh my gosh. Dude, like, I saw uh, some people selling it on eBay for like thousands of dollars. I'm like, this is a this is a console that should be 700 or even 600 depending on what you want. Like why why are we selling it for 2 grand? That makes zero sense. It I'm does, and especially since we know, like, we know that there's going to be another PlayStation that comes out. There's yeah. going to be another one. And if people don't watch their backs, then another Nintendo system's going to come out. Or some weird extension to the Switch. They're Switch really on their iPhone be... shit. Like, it's going to come out in, like, a yeah. year or two. <laughs> like, you know so, what I mean? So I don't know why we're hoarding all these. Like, because what are the scalpers going to do? Like, after that time frame ends up for them, like, they're going to just return a bunch of PlayStation 5s, that, it's not gonna work like that. I'm like, probably for not even like what they bought them at, like I really don't. Like, I think uh, there should be, if we're gonna focus all of our energy and time on bills, we should have a bill about that because that is atrocious. Things I that are relevant. <laughs> I think people should be reported for getting a PlayStation 5 and then selling it for 2K and then instead of what the market price says on fucking Best Buy. Like, give me a break. Like, that, that shit is fucked up. It's like, what are you doing to it? What, what modifications are you doing it to make it special? What are you doing? Nothing? You just want to get the extra, the extra money? Like, what? That makes zero sense. And, like, it sucks because there are some games that you could only play on the five, and that I'm, like, a little disappointed by that. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to end up seeing the spoilers on whatever IGN or, like, Kotaku, Kotaku thing, whatever. Um, but, you know, it just sucks that, like, people are really just, like, stripping the fun away from other people just to make some extra cash. Yeah. It's just, it's just black. But I'm glad it's on the four. I have a four, and I don't think the four is going to break anytime soon. Um, and if anything, at this point, I might even get myself an Oculus first before I even get the five. Because Oculuses are pretty good money. Right. Or Oculuses are, um, I think they're like 300 depending on where you get them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that would be a good investment until the 5. Or even like watch the PlayStation 7 comes out. Or PlayStation 5 Pro. <laughs> oh my gosh. PlayStation 5 PlayStation 5 X. That's what it would be. <laughs> PlayStation Pro X. Oh my god. All right. Well, um, 
we're getting down to the kind of closing segments of our episode. We do have some insights about SAC anime, which I will actually have happen at the end of this episode. So please stay tuned for that. Um, the convention itself w went very, very well, I thought. Um, we also learned that sometimes vo voice actors are very stuck in their way about certain things. And so I'm not going to call out any names, but um, I wish the voice actor panel would have covered something about like, hey, your experience on voice acting a character that's not within your culture, how are you going to better represent the voice actor world with getting more people in representation to represent those cultures? Oh, Which would have been a nice Lady thing Blurts to- wants you to talk about representation? <laughs> what? Oh no, that's too political. What's political about culture? What? What? Um, that's the only thing, because sometimes I wish like there was like, ways for voice actors to kind of actually you know like talk about like yeah we saw that happen and like uh, what our part was was to do a b and c to get these people like into the industry and to get them started or hey i actually know a really good voice actor who can cover that role and we don't have to pretend to speak a different language like that would have been nice now don't get me wrong like some things with like the voice acting, like when you're in the moment and you didn't realize that the character was like, like a certain culture, like, oh, um, well, get money, get paid. But at the same time, I wish that, you know, now that it's like the grand year of 2021, that it could be a little bit better. So the grand year of 2021. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I mean, the panel that we are talking about is we did attend the Dragon Ball Z panel. It was very lovely. Everyone had very good, good questions. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, Bulma did the Bulma thing. We heard Bulma do the Bulma thing. And also, that voice actress, she, she has a good Vegeta voice. She does. I was like, I'll look. I'll snap, come through Vegeta. But like the fact that you actually brought food. Oh, it's so cute. And fed people. Here, baby. Snacks. Yeah, she had a very, very good Vegeta voice. I like, I really appreciated that. Um... And yeah, like I also really appreciate the fact that even though like she only had one like major like movie role, uh, the voice actress for Guinea, like they invited her to the panel, which was great. Yeah, so like that was cool because you had like Justin Cook and you had like Sean Schemmel or whatever, and like that was cool. But then they had oh, what was her name? Voice actress for Guinea. Um, Like mm -hmm. uh, it's not telling me uh, Emily Neves I think was the name yeah I think that was her maybe that might have been her Find the voice actor yeah it was Emily Neves and then the voice actor for um, the voice actor for Kid Trunks yeah specific Kid Trunks <laughs> not yeah not, not older Trunks Kid Trunks Kid Trunks that was, no, it wasn't. No, it was not. Laura Bailey was not at that convention. They lying. Oh, it was Alexis Timpton. Yeah. Should be lying. <laughs> oh, so Laura Bailey is like the, like if you were to have a, a Mount Rushmore of like anime voice actors, like Laura's on it. <laughs> Laura is on it. Um, yeah, she's been everywhere. But this one was Alexis Timpton because I remember her name. Uh, yeah, she was she was very sweet. I liked her a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll have our little insights about Zach anime um, in the next episode. Big move Monday. I actually just thought of one. Ooh. So, is it you? Um, 
No. It should be. <laughs> it should be. Um, well, here's the thing. I, I took a trombone lesson. I haven't taken a trombone lesson in what felt like five years. Um, I met up with trombone mama bear Jennifer Wharton, who plays in New York, and she is a gem. And so, like, we had a lesson yesterday, and it was fantastic. And I really loved how, like, real she is. She has such a contagious personality, like, very wonderful person. And I told her straight up, like, I don't have anything for this lesson. I, I want to just sight read some duets, play a little bit. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm in the recalibration stage of my life. I'm trying to like love music again and have a good time because college wasn't it. And yeah. well, college was it for a lot of it, but college wasn't it for some of it. So like we talked and chatted and it was cool. Um, and so I just want to give special shout outs to her because uh, she traveled to California to visit because she's from California. She's from Pittsburgh, uh, which is near like Antioch-ish. Um, and uh, yeah, so we had a lesson and got a beer afterwards. So it was, it was a nice time. Um, so the Big Move Monday is uh, to Jennifer Warden, but also check out her album, Not a Novelty. Oh my God, it's good. Uh, there is a track called Union Blues and that break into that, that, mm, it was saucy. So anyway, please, if you guys are interested in jazz and like, you know, the more modern day jazz sound, like it's, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's it. And it's always nice to meet a fellow woman who plays bass drama because we don't get a lot of that. We get a lot of like, we can talk about white, white trombone culture. Uh, sometimes it's a little gatekeepy and like the, the, you know, the head asses in the culture don't see that, but the other, I had, I do have some friends who are like, yeah, it needs to be better. And it's just like musician things in general. So like, it's just really nice to meet another woman who just is super real about it and understands my experiences and, and our experiences kind of parallel each other. And it's, there's not a lot of women who play bass trombone. And if they are, they're hiding somewhere. I see you if you're hiding. So um, I would love to have like a bass trombone quartet at one point in my life, do a couple songs, release an album, call it a day, uh, call it a year. Um, but yeah, like, so anywho, um, yeah, it's just nice to exchange those experiences and have a good time. And even like, she's so funny. She talks about like, she's like a serial dog petter. So if she like sees dogs, she'll pet them. She'll go up and say like, oh my God, it's like, she has the cute aggression. I love watching people get like cute aggression. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. So yeah, check out Not a Novelty. And if you guys are feeling like diving in a little bit deeper, there is Bonegasm. So definitely check out Bonegasm. Um, and it's definitely played into the whole like bone because trombone and say boners, whatever. Um, so trombones. <laughs> But yeah, so anywho, thank you for listening to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, and our original home SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lady Blurred's Podcast. For questions and suggestions about the show, email us at don'tcastndrive at gmail.com. Again, spelled don'tcastndrive. All right, but is there anything else, Kylie, before we leave off? No, this has been um, a lovely episode, another, like, Good morning episode. Great way to start morning. your day. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. 
my voice is yeah. all warmed up now. Before I was like, hey, here's Lady Blair's Sticks of Blues. Here's Lady Blair's. I'm feeling so much better about um, like the experiences that I had earlier in the week and like talking about trolls and just like that was a learning experience, girls. Like I thought my skin was thick. I was like, this is not going to bother me. I'm going to go have a conversation. And I was like, wait, no, this is terrible. It's bothering me. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. I was like, I guess I, they got me. They got me. Uh, well, yeah. Well, have a good week, everyone. Don't fall great. onto like, those. Already. It's, huh? I was like, the support has been great. There, there's been people um, in the cosplay community that have like already reached out and been like, yeah, I know that like those guys are trash. Like, yeah, I wouldn't just bother with them. Let them sink into their hole and dive deeper, you know? All right, well, I hope everyone has a good week. Stay safe. Don't fall into traps. And we'll see you next time. Bye. This is okay. This is okay. This is We're okay. good. Okay. Kylie, who are you? I am Kylie Too Smart. Hello, hello. Nerd extraordinaire. I love manga. I love anime. I love all the art. Um, I love nerdcore music. Um, I myself <laughs> am a spoken word artist. You know. Oh goodness. Yes. And who are we? Who are we? We are Lady Blurred's podcast. Where are we? Holy crap, we are at SAC Anime. Look at all of our lovely pictures. Yay! 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 All the people who came to see us. Uh, And uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to just do a quick episode. um, And we're just going to sneak one in. We're sneaking one in. This is so great. So this is is gorilla podcasting, if you guys don't know. This might be our new thing where we just set up somewhere like huzzah and do an episode. Yeah. Don't mind the allergy medication. I get scared that I'm allergic to things, so I just carry it around. Hey, that's preparedness. You know, convention safety 101. Yes, be prepared. So wear a fanny pack. You know, you know. I wish I could say, "How's your week going?" But actually, how's your day? My day has been phenomenal. It started off a little rough. Um, the stress of like actually like getting in line and checking in, and just seeing so many people after like not seeing anybody oh. for so long scary um absolutely scary i'm not used to being around this many people that's why i'm like dude when we walked in at the like the peak of the afternoon we were like can we pull it and just come back in the evening time because this is a lot i was loving it loki i was like oh my god look at all these wonderful people veronica's like oh my god look at all of these disasters waiting to happen any single one of you could be the carrier that's why it's ongoing 101 post-pandemic. Wear that mask. Wear your mask. Get that pokey poke. Poke, poke. Get that poke. Poke. Get the shot. Get that good poke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it only takes, like, what? There's one day, and then you take the other shot, like, what, three weeks, four weeks later? See, and, like, now they're even coming out with, like, just the one. The like, boost. The booster. The booster. You get the booster. Yeah, so, like, it's just, like, one of those things. Stay safe. It's a very scary time for us. But at the same time, I'm really glad that everyone's having a good time yeah. overall. Like, overall. So, oh, it's pretty. Like, we got some merchy merch. Merch! Yeah, we got these cute little masks we're matching right here. So, like, yeah, we're having a good time. Um, so, some panels. We didn't get to really check out any panels. 
No. No, not yet. We tried to like check out uh, what Sean Schemmel. Yes. Was it Goku? You met someone actually. You met I someone. Did. Who did you meet? So I met um, the actor Bray from the tribe. Uh, he's a New Zealand actor. He was in Power Rangers. He played, what is it, Trozon? I never watched Power Rangers. So it was kind of funny because his setup here was all about Power Rangers. And I was like, I never watched Power Rangers. I know you from a different show. And we got to geek out and like nerd out about this show, The Tribe from, what, I think that's like the 90s or- Whenever you say a tribe, I'm like, is it a tribe called Quest? It's a tribe <laughs> called Quest. No, it's The Tribe, which is kind of funny because their show is like- Sorry, go on. To no, their show is like especially relevant nowadays because the whole premise is that there's a virus um, that like mm, kills off all the adults and it's just, you know, how the kids survive. Very Lord of the Flies. Um, it reminds me of that zombie movie too. Remember that zombie movie that came out and it was like, oh, the kids don't get infected, but all the adults did. I feel like since COVID has come, there's been a lot of like new zombie things where it's just like, oh, we're having infections. <laughs> Yeah. It's spreading. This is how we die this on Earth. It's not going to be the heat. It's not going to be a big old asteroid. It's just going to be these little viruses that we can't see, but are passed through air particles. Yeah. And okay. But no, that's cool. Like, I yeah, saw that you really just nice. like, oh my God. Oh my it's God. I'm like, I don't, and me, I'm just like, I don't know who that is. I don't is. know who this white man is. <laughs> <laughs> but he was very pleasant. Like, he was very nice. And he was like, you know, he included me in the conversation, which was great. Cause like, I really, that's what I love about people who are guests. Like, it doesn't matter like what their status is yeah. as a performer or as an actor or as a voice actor. Like, they're always just gonna be super cool most of the time at these conventions. Yeah. Unless you push their buttons. No, he was like extra nice. And like, even, the people that were in front of me was like the mom and her her little boy and he was like going and like talking about the different like costumes and the helmets and he was like oh yeah I played the villain in this one in this episode and oh I was the hero in this one and he was like which Power Rangers your favorite and like was having a full-on conversation with this kid and was like super chill and they didn't feel rushed and like it was just really nice and yeah he was like I've been vaccinated and like it was great yeah <laughs> he, he was a gem a pure, pure, pure-hearted man. Yeah. Apparently, Ariel. Daddy, I'm 16. Oh my God, Daddy! <laughs> so Ariel is here at this convention yes, as well. We haven't she's seen here. her yet. We haven't seen her. Yeah, that's okay though. Was her Jodie Benson? Yeah, Jodie oh. Benson. Was uh, she? Was she also the vocalist? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. For for certain songs. So like, <laughs> uh, you have to find like, I feel like they have the actual singers and then they'll have like the voice actors do songs uh -huh. so if you get like the soundtrack there's songs of like with her actual voice singing mm -hmm. but no like she didn't do the whole thing like that's just too much talent in one body <sighs> yes but we're living like also so another thing oh it's on it's live look this is why you can't just snatch up rooms renegade style you gotta learn how to project <laughs> No, uh, no, so the I other thing coming to cons, um, I would say bring cash. I was not aware and I just had my card. So there are certain things like for Jodie Benson, for instance, like to go see her and like get her autograph and photos and stuff. The photo stuff. op, yeah. The photo op, um, that's like cash only, which I was like, oh, but I think she's going to have another one tomorrow. Fingers crossed and I'll be prepared. Be prepared. Because I feel prepared. like that's like, that's Disney. What That's other, money, honey. Go what invest. Other, what other things do you feel like you have to be prepared with as a new con goer? As a new Ms. con goer. Um, so I was really excited to get here. And so we had gotten our room, which you were like, we need to get it within walking distance. Mm -hmm. 
yes, I agree. Definitely helped that we were able to just like walk back to the room and crash and we needed to. But I was so excited in the morning that when we walked over here, like I was still in my slides. <laughs> I forgot to put my shoes on, like my real sneakers. So I was like, good shoes, because there's gonna be a lot of walking. Um, I didn't realize also like how large this convention center is. Um, and then like, the exhibit halls are like giant as well. And you want to like walk and see every single thing and you can't see every single thing at once. So it's like, you're going to be walking around a lot in circles. So good shoes, extra socks, <laughs> bring your foot powder, uh, <laughs> be considerate, wear your deodorant. Okay, yeah, please. Oh my God. There's, there's been, um, some situations and I get it. It's hot. You know, people are like in their cosplays and some of them are very intricate and some of them are very layered and also it is just like hot and outside become fragrance fragrance you know when you cook things yeah it becomes fragrant so if you're sweating you're cook being cooked and that's fragrance also i don't want to know your personal fragrance i don't want to breathe in and like taste your funk no thanks some of it was like so funky you could taste it Get down, get down. Uh, I was just uh, uh, wanted to uh, hand them some uh, some deodorants. Deodorant, uh, uh, please, just keep it in your bag. And so even you like spray up. the whole body too. Make sure you scrub and exfoliate. Exfoliate. Scrub and exfoliate. Yeah. Uh, don't what just, else? Don't do like the hobo shower. It's like okay, I got the, the neck. hobo shower. I got the pits. I got the legs. No, take a real shower. Just take a real shower. Just do yourself a favor. You smell better. Take a, take a real shower, drink water, bring water. Oh yeah, water is important. I keep forgetting to drink water. Yes. I'm good at being like the water pusher. I'm like, here, have some water. <laughs> she is my water boy. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? Uh, bring like a bag for all of your goodies. So when you find all these cute things at exhibits, you have a place to put them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and I think it's all like really good points of like, and then like, these are good points as in like, these are just kind of standard practices of like going to convention. Make sure you have comfy shoes. Make sure you have a place to like crash. Um, so if, you know, if you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have a hotel room, you can just do what Kylie and I did. And like, you know, in between sessions, you can sometimes just quickly snag your room when you're not supposed to, but sometimes it just helps to have like a quick, quick decompression time away from all the noise and all the people. That's also been another thing, like being aware of your own social battery is uh, really important mm -hmm. and knowing when to take breaks, because I think if you do that, then you get to like enjoy the con for longer. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have like been a terrible, sad mess if I was here like five, six hours straight and like mm -hmm. being around all of these people for all of that time and like being sweaty or like thirsty or hungry. And like you've been sober the whole time too. So, I have like, been sober the whole time. You haven't been like a drunk con goer, which I do not condone cons are dry, but it happens sometimes where people are just like, you know, high off their shit and then they just crash really hard. I mean, I understand in theory, like everybody's dressed up and doing the thing like it's like oh what a great fun like place to be but i could also see how this would just be like an overwhelming like nightmare mm -hmm. and it could be like a bad trip real quick oh, um, absolutely so yeah i we're we are both dry we didn't drink nope we haven't smoked nope 
we're just here enjoying the vibe, enjoying each other's company. Bring someone that you enjoy to the con oh, with totally. you so you can yeah. have like someone to laugh with and get your jokes. <laughs> and even if they don't get your jokes, it's like you can learn more about. Make sure that you guys are also both adaptable to like yeah. changes. Cause like there was a couple times like where like me and Kylie, we wanted to go see a thing, but it seemed too crowded. And then we're like, okay, we'll back off. Or we wanted to go to another thing, just didn't work out. So just, you know, stay flex. Yeah, and also like, you know, you gotta take humor in a lot of things that just don't happen too. Yeah, like uh, for instance, we thought, um, so like online, it'll say one thing, but like in real life, it'll be something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for instance, like the exhibits, they had closed that room down like pretty early. I'm sure they're gonna open it early, but like online it said like open to midnight, which I was like, oh, that's crazy. How are you gonna have security and all these things? Yeah, so and me like, being okay. a veteran Congo, or like I knew. You already knew. I already knew that they were gonna close down early because that's always the case. Like, because people gotta go home and just go back to their families and rest up and all that jazz, so. How dare they? Um, but yeah, but for example, Kylie, who had zero idea, she thought like that everybody was gonna be out there all night and just be available for purchasing items and all these like little gems and stuff that you can just get. So, um, but yeah, she learned that it was just early. And so she was a little sad. I was a little sad. And I'm like, oh, It'll be here. and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. Not surprised. It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, a lot of things that I've noticed this year, this is the first time I actually haven't done a panel at a convention, like in an area. So yeah. like, it's kind of weird that you're here, that I'm here and not paneling or being invited to panel. Not to be like, oh, I should, should be paneling, but no, 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 it's just, it's kind of good to get it with fresh eyes, but I also learned that what Kylie was talking about, like social batteries, mine is low. <laughs> and I think it just, going to conventions, especially like when you're younger, it's hype as fuck. But then when you're like older and like, you're just like, oh, I have back pain now. And you're like, mm. I don't know how much tolerance I have for some of the bullshit. Well, um, speaking of like one of the benefits of having a room that you can walk to, mm-hmm. um, we were able to get in a little yoga session mm-hmm. and that felt wonderful. Yeah, you gotta revitalize yourself. Yeah. You know? Make sure you're eating food that also replenishes you too. Yeah, I was like, we ate pretty good. Well, we yeah. burger, fries, we had walked. Yeah. And then we had boba and the boba was yeah. really good. And again, I was like, you're doing so much walking. like. For me, it's great because I just I feel like everything that I'm eating is like happy calories. I'm like, yeah, I don't have I feel guilt free. I feel no guilt at all. Yeah, we're still getting some exercise in, so then that way we feel like all nice and like refreshed for the next thing. So, yeah, no, it's kind of nice. Um, what would you like to say? Like some things that you wish you would have known beforehand um, to, to take advantage for the next time. Like honestly, I wish that. I had been able to actually like prepare cosplay. I think that would have been something that was really awesome. But also, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I would have been more prepared in terms of like what the scheduling is because, yeah, I can pull up the website on my phone, but it's not as easy to navigate. And I'm also one of those people, like, I would prefer to have like a printed out schedule. So I could like pick it apart and then like make my own schedule of like, oh, this is what I want to do, which I could have done at home, but I just wasn't thinking about it. So that's something I think like experience. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in itinerary. Itineraries. Itinerizing <laughs> myself is like a thing that I like to do. And it just keeps me on track of the things without like, you know, being all like, you know, everywhere yeah. or trying to find out things last minute. I just try to itinerate like this is where I'm gonna go, this is where I'm gonna go, this is where I go. But for this one, for me, honestly, because of like I was so freaked out by the initial like there's so many people. Oh here my god, I, I really thought off. she was just gonna be like, no, we're, I'm not. Go- I'm gonna stay in the room. Like I'm not gonna go in. <laughs> 
No, I just had to chill and just like wait for the crowds to kind of like disperse a little bit. And now it's a little bit more palatable for me, to be honest. Like, that's what it was. It's like, and, and it's nothing like, I'm not being judgy. It's just more so like I wasn't expecting all that. I think everybody was just eager. Yeah, I was told that this was like a smaller situation. I thought that this was going to be a smaller con. Let's it is not. Take a second to look into the sky and say, we thought this was a small con. We thought this was a small con. We're like, oh, Kylie's first con. It'll be cute. It'll we all be thought it was going to be a small con. Cute. Maybe it's winter that's a small con. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna fool myself here. There's, there was no such thing. There was <laughs> no such thing. It was lit. It was huge. People is out here. People yeah. is out here. People were excited to be out. I think that's really great. So anyway, um, just some closing notes. Um, are we shouting out anybody right now? Uh, Kids of check out your gear. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, just some gear that we're wearing to rep the Repta brands. Kitsukatu, Cameron. Cameron here who owns the uh, shop. Uh, if you guys want to check out his stuff, go to Kitsukatu at Instagram since we're wearing his stuff. I know that some new beats are going to be added onto this episode a little bit later, so I'm just going to do a quick shout out a little bit early to Mark. It's Mark Cooper. Hey, Coops, who's going to be adding some music onto this um, podcast, so we really do appreciate that you're doing that. Um, and then anything else? I have some shout outs. So, uh, Doomtree9, thank you for the gamer bling. He does these awesome chains. He's got you. Go check him out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's doom.tree.9. Um, this Ona shirt we are repping. This is Marcus FN Prime, uh, black creator, blurred extraordinaire. He's awesome. He has a nice Instagram of sexual wellness. He does. Like, well, it's not all like sexual wellness. Like, there's just. The wellness in- and shenanigans. And shenanigans. The inclusivity. It's the inclusivity for me because it's not just like some people will be very niche and they'll be like, oh, like we're going to be body positive and we're going to like just do the thing for big boys and big women's like, um, but his page, he, he just loves everybody. He's like, I don't care what size you are. Um, I don't care like what your gender is. I don't care what your sexual preferences are. Like every everybody you can find some sort of representation in his work. And I, I really love him for that. Pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure. Fun, <laughs> excitement. Plushies. Plushies. <laughs> Undies. Undies. <laughs> Oh, you got some cute undies today. Um, oh my god. They didn't even fit. <laughs> they didn't even fit. Yeah, now um, I gotta put them in a vending machine. <laughs> oh god, get paid. Get that money, girl. <laughs> but um, I can't think of anybody else. Are we supposed to be. I don't know. This was just a quick like snapshot of what's going on today. We don't really have a normal episode for you guys. Oh, we. It's okay. We'll shout her out soon. But there's okay. there's some things in store. In store. Things are in store. Things are brewing. We're brewing. We're, We're building. Brewing. We're podcasting. It's going to be a nice bitches brew. Ooh, bitches brew. It's oh, a nice Miles Davis. Ooh. I don't even think that's... Have you actually looked into bitches brew? It's the most abstract shit in the world. It is. I'm all like, kind of like... Ting. Don't get me wrong. Miles, you are a pioneer of modal jazz. Don't get me wrong. But god damn, that shit was so abstract. I was like, what am I listening to? What's happening? We're in space. That's kind of what it sounded like. Yeah, that's what it, it felt was like very like, ooh, jazz in space. Jazz in space. Yeah, they went somewhere. Snake music from Rick and Morty. Thanks, Ornette Coleman. All right. <laughs> thanks for joining us on today's episode of Lady Lord Sings the Blues. You can follow us at... 
Lady Blades Podcast on Instagrams and the Facebooks. You can also catch this interview on the YouTubes. So on the YouTubes, you can see our cute faces. Yes, on the tubes. So just follow us on Lady Blades Podcast. You'll find our catalog of all of our episodes, including the episodes of Don't Cast and Drive, which are exclusive interviews of artists near and far. Amazing. Again, I'm your girl over on God, it. who are you? I who are am I? you? I almost gave you guys my name. Um, oh my God, I'm her so government. Crazy. I'm Kylie Too Smart. And we'll catch you guys next time. Also, thank audience for joining us today. Oh my god, look at our lovely audience. Oh thank you. We love you. We love you. Oh my god, we love you so much. Lovely audience. Yeah! And the crowd goes wild! Dedication. <laughs>